his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, today has kind of sucked. Gotta be honest. It's Jason. Welcome to Drive Time. For those of you who don't follow me on social media, honestly, like, you're probably winning today. <laughs> you know, part of part of having an outsized uh, personality, an outsized, uh, a, you know, approach on social media is that you do attract response. And we're a talk show and we talk about things and... You know, there are people who listen to the show and engage and people who don't, who are just on social media and they see what they see. And I I never blame anyone for responding to whatever sliver of social media that the algorithm serves up, right? It's not your responsibility as a Twitter user or Facebook or Instagram or whatever to be like, oh, well, I better go listen to Jason's show to know what he really thinks or what he really talks about. It's fine. But what you don't want is to become the main character. No one wants to be the main character on social media. And I think a lot of you know what the main character is. It's the person that becomes sort of the, the, the punching bag, if you will. And today, a former colleague of mine put up the bat signal to her followers to come let me have it. We've talked a little bit on this show about uh, Liz Collin and about uh, we've certainly cited some of the stories at Alpha News, the conservative-leaning news. Leaning is understating it, but certainly the conservative news outlet in town. And Alpha News breaks a, they break news, and we talk about it. And I've always been one to say, like, look, I'm going to talk about the Minnesota Reformer, which is a left operation. I'm going to talk about Alpha News. I don't care. If it's good reporting, it's good reporting. Liz this morning tweeted out or X posted out or whatever you want to call it an email that I sent her on February 17th and just right there you say like wow just like saving that saving that private email in the holster to put me on blast when she needed some clicks maybe I don't know my email was in response uh, the kind of a back and forth on Twitter. And we talked about it on Chad's show. And I sort of debated about this today. Do I really want to talk about this? Because social media is like its own little universe. For those of you who aren't engaging in it, it's like, well, why, why talk about something so small and petty? But the reason I decided to talk about it is because there is a form of media that trades on rage and trades on playing the role of the victim. And I, I want to talk about it so you can analyze it as such. I would encourage you to reject it. 
if you are a Fox News host or an Alpha News reporter and you have 30,000 followers on X, it's a load of crap when you act like, man, no one will ever listen to me. Why does the mainstream media ignore me? Liz wrote a book. She made a movie, a documentary, and her documentary is called The Fall of Minneapolis. We've talked about it on this show. I don't have a major problem with it. The Fall of Minneapolis talks about Derek Chauvin, George Floyd, and comes at it from the perspective of some in law enforcement who feel that Derek Chauvin got a raw deal. And it is, you know, you can watch it if you want. You can react to it however you want. To me, it was, it's, I don't have a major problem with it. It's, this is that, that perspective. I feel that a lot of that stuff was covered in the trial and addressed in the trial. And so we talked about it on the show. But people are always messaging me like, why don't you have Liz on the show? Why don't you have Liz on the show? So I, I, I've invited Liz on the show. She didn't post that email today, the email inviting her on the show, but you can look through Twitter. I've invited her on many times. Liz had protesters back in, what, 2020 come to her house. And it was awful. It was despicable. There was a state legislator, John Thompson, who was kicked out of the Democratic Party and then uh, voted, uh, voted out of office. Who was there yelling. They had pinatas sort of in the shape of Liz's husband, the head of the Minneapolis Police Union at that time, Bob Kroll. It was awful. It was awful. And because it was 2020 and August and because people were sort of like, you know, I don't know if they were afraid. Not everyone's on social media. But people did not. You didn't see a bunch of people kind of come and come to her defense. And I did. I said, protest, complain, advocate, speak out, pick at my station. But making a pinata out of a journalist and beating it is disgusting, offensive and sad. And then later that day, I retweeted someone who was more empathetic or sympathetic to the protesters, I guess. I was anchoring the news. Like, I shared my opinion, but I also felt I should share that there are other people. Frankly, I thought people would look at the tweet sort of defending it and react to that, seeing how disgusting that viewpoint was. But anyway, so I put that out there. Uh, Later that night, Liz responded on social media saying that that she would never come on this radio station. The only way she would come on would be maybe to call in and talk about the time that she made me cry in the newsroom. Uh, And then then she said... uh, That would be fun. Whoa. 
How about that? So instead of like getting in a Twitter war with a former coworker who I think uh, certainly back in the TV days was a hell of a reporter, I sent her an email that said, I'm sad this is what and who you've become. Many years defending you, nothing but civil every time people come into my mentions begging me to interview. Just sad. I hope you're well. I hope you found happiness. Today, she screenshots that clearly horrific email that I sent. (laughs) And just puts me on blast. So, um, I will say that when you see other reporters, other journalists out there trying to peddle the idea that they are victims, that they are, they can't find an audience, that no one will listen to them, and their complaints get reshared and retweeted and, and people go nuts about it, just question it. Just question it. Now, the other thing that is weird is there are a bunch of people where it says in their profile that they're Christians who are grabbing on to this idea that I cried in the newsroom. And instead of saying, man, I wonder what happened with Liz and Jason that it drove him to tears. People are coming at me for crying. What is wrong with you people? What happened? What happened? So this is the last time I'm going to talk about Liz Collin on this air, on my Twitter. I'll just say, like, it's really sad. It's really heartbreaking to me. And I, I had a colleague, a former TV colleague, message me today and say, you were right. She's like, I remember how everyone was, you know, people were saying whatever they wanted to say, and you were defending Liz. And she said that that I was right for defending Liz then, and I'm right for pushing back now. We need, as a society, to be able to disagree with each other without becoming absolute monsters to each other. And... I get it. You see it on social media and you love it. It's fun. It's a fight. You get to pick sides. It's like it's a reality show. And it is destroying our country. You can't talk to people. You can't disagree with people without turning them into the devil incarnate. And it's gross. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, this whole show is designed to be like my family's Thanksgiving table where you can have vociferous disagreements on the issues and you can then hug it out or agree about some other issue. And so that's what this show will always aspire to be. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to turn this show into personal attacks or name-calling. Like, and do I fall short sometimes? Of course, like I'm a human being. But that's another thing to bear in mind when you're dealing with people on social media. And when you see someone post an email 
that was sent to them. Take a second and think like, huh, I wonder why he sent an email instead of having a public spat about it. Maybe it's because he was trying to handle it in a classy way. Um, You guys get it. You listen to this show. You understand what we're about. People who disagree with me, frankly, it's better radio. I love it when you call in, when you disagree, when you text. There have been plenty of times that people who disagree with me changed my mind. Like, I think all of us, that's what we should look for, those opportunities, right? But, like, when you turn your, you know, you you turn someone that you disagree with into uh, the enemy, well, you're just doing that for fun. You're doing that for clicks. You're doing that for attention. And that's a game. If you want to play that game, that's fine. But I also don't have to defend your journalism anymore. And I don't have to pay any attention to it. We're not going to worry about it here. Um, But the, the, you know, one texter takes two to tango. So quit putting the blame on her. I guess I would ask, like, what should, what, for those of you who want to blame me, like, what, I guess I could have just ignored it, right? But sending a personal email felt like a, like a non-public way of dealing with the situation. One texter saying, coming from the guy who cuts off every caller you don't agree with? (laughs) Yeah. Do I cut off any callers? Like, Cook, you would no. cut people off way quicker. Way than, quicker than you do. No, I don't you, really cut people off. You don't at all. I like to let people say what they think. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's. I think it's useful for everyone to know where people are coming from, and it's useful to normalize the idea that we yeah. can hear each other out. Like, we can hear – you can totally disagree. So. Yeah. You'll, I mean, you jump in in interviews at times when people yes. are monologuing because yeah. that's what a good interviewer does. But, no, I mean, the idea that you cut off callers is pure nonsense. So we try. Like, we try. Uh, the textures are nice, like mostly, (laughs) and that's fine too. Like you don't have to agree with me. I think it's normal human nature to, when when you are inclined to agree with someone, you want to find reasons why whoever they're mad at was in the wrong. And I get that too. I get that too. So it's, uh, we're not going to dwell on this. It is what it is. And we move forward, but When you get the chance, just remember, like, when you're going after people in the public, they're people. Now, can I handle it? Yeah, like, it's fine. Like, is my wife in a good mood today? Not really. (laughs) Not really. It's 322. Let's take a break. Uh, Lots of good stuff today. Can't wait to talk to the head coach of the Chan Acid hockey team. They upset Minnetonka last night. Huge upset. What a moment for that school, for that community. So we'll talk with Sean Bloomfeld coming up at 335 right here on Drive Time. You have to play that. After after that first segment, that's what we play coming back. <laughs> you just try. I like This is like a perseverance test for me, right? Is that what you're doing to me, Cook? <laughs> you can clap. I know. It's random. I, I don't I control. It's just a rotator. That I don't control that. You know that. I do. It's pretty good.
Uh, thanks for all the tax. That's very good. It was perfect. Appreciate all the tax. Even those of you who think like I uh, suck, like I get it, right? Like we're not always going to agree, but I tell you what, I really appreciate people who disagree and keep listening. That's so. That's 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 what we're going for. That's what we're going for. So thank you uh, all very much. You know, I I wonder how many of you are struggling with the decision on Super Tuesday, which which primary you're going to vote in. I'm really mixed as to whether I should vote in the Republican primary for Nikki Haley or the DFL primary for Dean Phillips. That's how I vote. And I don't know, you, you sort of want to vote in the one where it would make more of a difference, right? I wonder what you guys are doing with that. Maybe, you know, a lot of people, look, maybe most people, know which party they're in. It's it's a no-brainer. For me, I I genuinely don't know. I am going to vote. 651-461-9226. We don't have a lot of time to take calls on this because I was being too much of a crybaby there in the first segment. <laughs> Um, but I'm sort of wondering how you're approaching this. If there are other people who are in a situation like me where you say, I would love to, you know, send that message. I was thinking today, how is Dean Phillips going to do in his own, own state? And if Dean Phillips in Minnesota, like if you were to guess, what percentage of the vote will Dean Phillips get? I would guess it's going to be. If it's 10%, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. I think it's a tough choice for the for the primary because you know for sure. You're like, all right, like, if you could get Nikki Haley a big number against Trump, maybe that maybe that's more meaningful. One texter saying they're going to jump to the Republican and vote for Haley. Another saying no struggle whatsoever. I'm excited to vote for Biden. I think that is. If you're going to make a difference. And I, I think you guys know, like I've known Dean Phillips for a long time. I like Dean Phillips. I do. I do not sh- share the cynicism that some people have about his run. I do not think it is a rich guy just trying to satisfy his ego. I do think it's a true believer who is worried that Joe Biden will lose against Donald Trump and tried to get somebody bigger to run. And I believe we now see why all of the bigger names were like, absolutely not. Um, you know, if Dean Phillips polls, the, the problem is whatever Dean's result is in Minnesota, it's meaningless, right? So if Dean gets 20%, You'd say, like, whoa, that's pretty good. But you'd say, eh, it's his own state. If Nikki Haley gets 40%, I think that's sort of interesting. Jody says, I already voted for Dean. May not go anywhere. But another says, I'm a conservative. But I'm going to go Dean. Interesting. One way to vote, and that's for Trump. MAGA, says a 651 texter. Yeah, like, I get it if you're a true Trump believer or a true Biden believer. And frankly, most Democrats in Minnesota DFL, most are going to be a true Biden believer, right? He's the president. 
Uh, I think it's be real interesting to see what people do and see what the turnout is. We had the caucus, of course, but, you know, that's only like the hardcore folks who go to that. I think uh, I'll be curious how many people switch it up. 331. I love a good upset. I love a good upset. And uh, so exciting when Chan Hassan got that big hockey win, their chance to go to state. Chan Hassan knocking off undefeated Minnetonka. Uh, can't wait to talk to their head coach in just a minute, right here on CCN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. Would you expect it someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, kudos for the new, like, weather and traffic, music and sounders. Those are pretty good. Debuting those on on the show today. Nice work. Uh, Almost as impressive as knocking off an undefeated hockey team en route uh, to the Boys Hockey State Tournament. What a moment. Uh, Last night for Chan Hassan. And the head coach is with us right now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Coach Sean Bloomfield. Sean, congratulations. What a moment. Thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if it's quite something yet that, that it happened, but we're, uh, it's been a whirlwind of the last 24 hours here. You guys have had a, an outstanding season. You're, you're 23 and 5, but still. You're looking at the defending state champions. How how do you kind of get your guys ready for that before the game last night? Yeah, you know we played them. Uh, we we played them quite a bit the last few years here, um, and and the players on our team are really familiar with the players on their team. Um, so you know we felt last year that we were the one seed in the section final, and they were the two seed, and they beat us in overtime. Um, you know that was that we had beaten them during the regular season last year, so they came into that section final last year. Minnetonka did with the revenge factor, whereas this year we lost to them in the regular season in overtime, uh, another close game, and we just felt uh, we're right back where we were last year, and we we don't have any pressure. We're, 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 let's just play our game and, and see what happens. And the guys bought in. Starting at the beginning of this year, the Star Tribune has been following your team in the effort to make it to state. So, I mean, first of all, like, I hope the Star Tribune uh, team, the reporter and photographer, thanked you guys for winning last night because the, the whole <laughs> bit would have gone out the window if you lost if you lost last night. Yeah, it was uh, – he was actually – David LeVake was on the ice uh, after the game, and uh, we, talked, we talked briefly, and I, 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 don't, I think it just worked out well. It was a fortunate bounce that uh, they picked our team this year uh, to, to do that, we uh, 
we made it happen, I guess. Well, you, it, Chan Essen has never made it to the state boys tournament before, right? No, uh, actually, up until last year, uh, the program hadn't won a playoff game yet. So it's wow. uh, the last couple seasons have been really exciting, a lot of great growth and new things for the team, and uh, we're just we're just excited to keep it going. Sean Bloomfield is Bloomfield is the head coach for the Chanhassen Storm. What you know? Try to put in words what what this is going to mean for these young men having the chance. I mean, the state hockey tournament is literally the dream of every young, whether it's the the boys or the girls. I mean, these kids start playing when they're when they're three and four and five. What what is this moment going to be like? Yeah, you know, I, I think right now we're, uh, we we told the boys to enjoy the moment, enjoy the accomplishment. They they earned it uh, through hard work and determination, not just last night, but obviously over the course of the last year and, and through their whole hockey career. Right? They didn't just they didn't just become good players in the last year. It's <laughs> right. been a long time coming. But uh, now you know we're, we've got practice here in a little bit this afternoon, and we'll have a kind of a lighter one today. But we'll we'll finish it off with a good skate and. Remind them that hey, now you know we're going. We've job's not done. We've got work yet to do, and let's uh, let's both embrace the moment, let's enjoy it, but let's also make sure that we're staying focused on the task at hand. David, in his story in the Star Tribune, had a little anecdote, a little nugget about what happened with you after the game, and assist and an assistant coach from Minnetonka. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Tom Streeter, actually, he, uh, he's an assistant coach at Minnetonka. He, uh, he coached at Chanhassen for quite a while uh, previously, before I was on the staff here, uh, back maybe eight eight or so years ago, eight to five years ago. Um, and, and Tom and I go back uh, quite a ways. We work together in the offseason quite a bit with, with various different leagues and teams and uh, last year in the situation when they beat us, he was uh, he, he had some really kind words to say about how proud he is of where this program has gone. Uh, proud of these guys, and, and last night he uh, he had more kind words to say about you know what go go take it home now. So cool, right? Like just that. It, it is a small community. It's a small community. So the idea of like having that, having that fellowship, having that admiration for each other. And obviously the success Minnetonka has had, but for you guys, for Chanhassen to have its turn, like this is this is a big deal for the whole, for your whole community down there. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time either Chaska or Chanhassen have uh, made it to the state tournament. The, the Chaska Chan Youth Hockey community uh, they they really supported us well throughout yeah. the season and playoffs here, especially last night was was unbelievable and. Uh, the amount, the outpouring of support that I've gotten, I, I actually coached for nine years at Chaska before being at Chaska. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the amount of former players that I had at Chaska that have reached out saying they're cheering on the storm uh, this weekend for, for cross-town rivals, that's, uh, it, it means a lot that the whole community's going to come together here. Sean Bloomfield is our guest. Sean, you're a principal, right, is your full-time job? It is, yeah, and I uh, we had a couple staff members out today, so I, I had I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. But I was I was in school today, and uh, it was uh, it was a busy day between uh, school and, and obviously now kind of getting ready here for next weekend. Uh, a lot comes at you fast, but it's uh, it's 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 busy, but it's fun. You know what? One other thing I wanted to ask you about is I know you you wrote a book about your 
You, you wrote a book about this uh, 2,200-mile canoe journey called Adventure North. Uh, and it, it just made me wonder if in this, you know, in that journey of looking at kind of, you know, what it means to be in the wild for 49 days, what it means to to power through adversity, to have triumphs, to have failures, to have challenges. I mean, are, are, are there journeys in that story? Are there lessons that that you look as a parallel to kind of what you're doing with these with these young men in a hockey season? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't bring it up too often with our players. Um, it, it's not, re- you know, they're they're fairly unrelated. But I think with with hockey, with sports, with with that uh, adventure that I took back uh, when I was eighteen, it, 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 just the lesson of nothing in life worth having comes easy. Uh, and and this was a, a goal that these players had, that this this program had uh, for the last few years. It really felt like it was attainable and. And it wasn't easy. There's a lot that had to go right, but there's a lot of really, really hard work and dedication, uh, not just from the players, but from the entire coaching staff that had to go into it. So, uh, again, job's not done. There's a, yeah. there's a lot more hard work to come in the next week here. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, those life lessons can stick with you in a, in a lot of different ways. Uh, we're so happy for you guys, and obviously heartbreaking for an undefeated uh, Minnetonka team. But for Chanhassen, the journey continues. And we wish you guys so much luck in in the state tournament next week. It's going to be amazing. Coach, congratulations. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Pretty fun stuff, right? I mean, that is is what it's about. All those years, all those years of, like, you know, waking up early and parents getting their kids to ice time and all of that. And now uh, that 2-1 upset over unbeaten Minnetonka. 346 will break and come back. With three disasters and puppies on CCO. Dan is back with three disasters and puppies. Boy, do we need a disaster more than ever. You know that I enjoy. I enjoy a good disaster. You are a fan of the disaster. You scour the news with topic ideas, and sometimes we don't have enough show. And so you bring the disasters for us here and now. Let's do it. Disaster number one. Disaster number one is a disaster we've heard plenty of times before, but it still deserves highlighting. Jason, Norwegian Cruise Line's Norwegian Dawn arrived in Port Louis Monday after being quarantined off the coast of a town I can't pronounce with a reported stomach illness on board. Oh, The ship was originally supposed to arrive Sunday, but they had to quarantine for the extra day because, as the cruise line said, a, quote, small number of guests Mm -hmm. were experiencing, quote, Mild symptoms of a stomach-related in- <laughs> illness. Because, you yeah. know, usually when there's a mild tummy ache, you just quarantine everybody. As you that's, do, yeah. That's, that's just, it's a mild, it no big deal. Yeah. The cruise was originally scheduled to depart on Sunday. will now embark passengers on Tuesday, though travelers have not yet received a finalized itinerary. Mm, it was that's a 12-day itinerary from Cape Town to Port Louis that started on February 13th, where the health issues were first reported. From England I get, to South Africa. It I, sounds lovely. I get most, peop- yeah. most cruises this doesn't happen. Right. But why people insist on continuing on these things is just beyond me because it happens way too much. It just uh, does. It just does. Uh, you, you know, it's in the Indian Ocean. Just went by Madagascar. Sounds lovely. Disaster number two. Number Jason. two. <laughs> <laughs> The Federal Aviation Administration is giving Boeing 90 days to come up with a plan to fix quality problems and meet feels, safety standards for building new planes. Feels like a long time to Funniest me. Funniest thing, you know, when the, when the door just falls off, they give you a full 90 days to come up with a plan yeah. to fix the thing. 
That's the, nice. FAA, the FAA didn't indicate what action it might actually take if Boeing fails to meet the 90-day well, Probably 45 days then. I, another, four, another, get, another 45, 45 days. Out. And then maybe some serious finger-wagging, I'm thinking, yeah. is probably what's going to happen. Huh. Of course, they uh, had the panel that fell off. Yeah. This is after, of course, all the 737 MAX problems with the computer that caused them to crash. Yeah. That was an issue. Right. And then in light of that issue, Boeing responded so uh, – smartly and wisely that the door starts to fall off. I mean, you don't like when they say, when a panel of experts reviews you and says your safety culture is flawed. Yeah. The CEO of uh, Boeing Square saying, we have a clear picture of what needs to be done (laughs) because of company and independent reviews. Boeing will develop a comprehensive action plan with measurable criteria that demonstrates profound change. Oh. Okay. Well, that sounds like they got it taken care of. Um, I'm... Safety. I mean, what choice you have? You're probably flying. That's why anybody wouldn't trust them at all. Yeah. All right, number three. That's number three. When the state of California raided 10 cannabis businesses that collectively owed $14 million in back taxes, officials had high hopes for the goodies that they seized with plans to put them all up for auction to raise millions. Oh, sure. The Grand Hall, after a February 16th sale of various glass bongs and other paraphernalia. Pardon? $2,075. According to a spokesperson for the State <laughs> Department of Tax and Fee Administration. Yeah. According to the release, nine out of the ten cannabis businesses that originally housed the bongs and other gear were illegal. Uh. The money that was supposed to be raised by Hawking seized item was set to pay back the taxes owed by these companies. Other items sold at the auction included cash registers, a sandwich board, a snow cone machine. Uh-huh. Over the past several years, agency has held more than twenty two hundred inspections and seized almost ninety million. In products and cash from non-compliant. So they business. sold these sort of like uh, Pawn Stars style. Apparently, ten lots, as is. Like you get what you get. Maybe they. Uh, maybe they could have individually listed these. Or you know, done better. Maybe got the Pawn Star guys over there and they <laughs> would have done a thousand bucks. What a Oof, disaster! Not good. There's your three disasters, Jason. When you know what that means, we need. Yeah. We need some puppies. What do you think about the fast clip of this segment? Well, we, you know, because we, we had the code. We got another minute. We got to go. All right. Uh, Hannah Butler of, uh, Hannah, I'm sorry, Hannah Butler County, Ohio. <laughs> Part. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> a devoted pet parent is back with her puppy love. Hannah of Count- Butler County, Ohio, <laughs> re- reunited with her dog who had gone missing five years ago. Basically, what? what happens is she looks on a website for the local animal shelter. Right. Sees a dog and goes, wait a minute. That's my dog that I lost five years ago. And so she contacts the animal shelter, shows some pictures of the dog. Uh, and then the animal shelter said that when she showed up, it was clear the dog recognized her. And now she's reunited with her dog. I'm not sure if I would recognize my dog as compared to any other. Well, I mean. That's because you're a horrible person. Well, they so. all, I, like this dog, this dog looks like every other. Will is back home. Happy, healthy. Golden retriever, husky mix. How yeah. do you How do you know? The dog knew. That's sort of amazing, isn't it? That's fun. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you, Dan. Uh, 357. We're at a break. Why don't we? Why don't we play Cardi Sharks? If you want to play, call in 651 4. We already have one con- contestant. 651 461 9226. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.